There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome to the Tim McKernan Show podcast from the Longo Big Studios. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. That's Jackson Bennett Burkett. And it is Friday, February 23rd, 2024. It's time for QFTA. Come, skull fuck me. <laughs> I didn't have anything. It was still good, though. Was it really? Sure. Uh, Jackson, I was saying this to you before we began this. I bet I'm not on camera. Yeah, you're I probably am. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I want them to keep coming in. I, at this point though, I, we're getting so many emails for QFTA that I got to, uh, I got to like pre-read them because, uh, I'll never catch up, but Hey, God bless. I'm glad people are sending them in. Thank you so much. Tim McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Uh, thank you and God bless. And please continue to send them in T McKernan at inside STL.com. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the people, the people are enjoying, well, I don't know if they're enjoying, but at the very least they're listening or I guess some watch when we are live on YouTube and, uh, and engaging. Live. yeah, they are engaging. So thank you very much. Here, I'm going to, you got anything you want to talk about while I, type uh, social media stuff live on the podcast, the Tim McKernan Show, brought to you by uh, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, uh, Mark Hanna of Evergreenwell Strategies, Munganas St. Louis Acura, Munganas Burkhardt Alton Toyota, Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Anything? Let me think. Huh. You know, on this uh, whole Miracle on Ice thing, people are really coming at my head. Oh, yeah. You and Jamie Rivers are going to scrap. Probably not. Just for his safety, he's got to look good on TV. I don't want to mess that up for right. him. Right, I agree with that. But, you know, I just, uh, this whole thing that I hate America and all this, is just such nonsense. It's just such, it's such, not, it's so un-American to chastise someone for utilizing their First Amendment right, which is to, to speak freely. Wow, look and at so, you. And so those who say, you know, oh, Jackson was rooting for the Russians and, and, I guess, uh, you know, these young people don't respect America anymore. Nice. First of all, sick take. And second of all, nice. um, I, I am just exercising my First Amendment right. And if you have a problem with that, I am sorry. You're the one who's un-American. Wow. You came, you came loaded for bear today. You know, I just I, I can't stand uh, hypocrisy. And you feel like that's what we got going on here. Hypocrisy today. and, and, and limiting, limiting liberty. That's what I just don't like to, I don't like to see. I hate seeing it. All right. Well, Jackson has uh, made it known where he is to start the day. Uh, do you have, I get the sense you have plans tonight. I know you're not going to share them, but I just, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm correct on that. Not tonight, tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you give me any hint? Mm, I mean, I mean, with my girl, but uh, that's. With my girl. Yeah. God. That's, but it's, I won't say much outside of that. Okay. You going dining? Yeah, we'll get some, we'll get some food. Do you know where you're going already? That's a yes. That's yeah, a yes. but it's it's a complicated yeah. Not because of anything like that. It's just a... Sounds like you're looking for a favor to get in at Polymanos, eh? <laughs> no, no. 
No, we've been hitting Italian a lot recently. Is that right? Yeah, Canetto's on uh, last week. What was it tasty? What'd you get? Uh, obviously the salad. Yeah. Got to get the salad. Glass I do water. like that salad, and I'm not usually a salad guy. You know what's interesting, though, and it really did feel, and I don't know if this was a mistake on, on the restaurant's part or if they've changed it, but usually the Canetto salad has a little prosciutto on top. Oh, prosciutto. Oh, it's oh so delightful. This one didn't have it. The, so I think it was just a, a minor mistake by the kitchen. Still A-plus meal on Canetto's part. And then I got the ravioli. I like the ravioli from there. Me, anything with the meat sauce at Canetto's is world class. I agree. It's a nice so treat. Good. That's a nice treat. Yeah, a little glass of white. Oh, what a time. I got my ball tonight. Yeah, that's right. So... We are literally going to, like, you know, I'm, 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 this is starting at, like, th- like, I'm picking up my son from school. And then I'm going over to uh, some of the people we're going to this house, like the guys, because the, the girls are getting, like, all done up. Mm. I asked my wife, I said, when are you, when are you heading down? Uh, I'm getting my hair done at 2.30. I go, oh, man. What the fuck are we doing here? No. But okay. No. And then I said to my, my buddies I'm going down there with, and he's like, yeah, I got the bottle of whiskey ready to go. I'm going, but what am I, what am I you got going to pregame. I mean, holy shit. You're pre-gaming. So it's like, okay, it's 1245. I got to wrap up the podcast because I got to pick up my son at 3 and start drinking whiskey at 315. Yeah. Look at you. A little Friday, a little Friday brown liquor. <laughs> Friday, they said the title of today's Friday brown liquor. Friday brown nice. liquor. I hope people are drinking brown liquors responsibly, of course. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, while listening, either if they're listening live or while, uh, listening on the podcast later. Is the YouTube chat up for you for whatever reason? I'm not seeing anything in there. Uh, Maybe no one sent a message yet, but usually Carl Pelker's right there. Let me see. Uh, FX. I, uh, I am in the YouTube now. I have so many different YouTube accounts, and for whatever reason, the one that I really use, which is the Pony Show thing, that's mm. my avatar. Nice. Thank you. Uh, that's not available. Oh, no, uh, there it is. So uh, McShamus is in there? Yep, McShamus is the first one I see. Um, there, fair enough. Um, yeah, come on in the YouTube chat. I, I don't know who I'm talking to. The only way you can be listening live right now is by the YouTube chat, right? Right, right. Fuck, I don't know. What about the TMA app? Does this? No. Then... No. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, it's QFTA, and uh, it's Friday, and I'm going to a ball. And drinking whiskey. And drinking whiskey. You drink a lot of whiskey? Mm-mm. Not a brown liquor guy. Is that right? Yeah. You not... hate Irish people? Is that your deal? No, it's, uh, well, where's my camera? Uh, I love the Irish people. Nice, thank you. Love the Republic of Ireland. Ah, it's nice. You don't like the North. I count that, and I respect that. Trust me, you're yeah. in the right place to say that. Yeah. It's still... awkward with my wife being a Protestant, but I and I guess my Two Irish kids being Protestant. I could imagine. But uh, I'd still like to visit Belfast one day. It looks like a pretty town. Yeah, I'd have to sneak in after what my family's done up there. Right. But I'd also love to visit County Cork. My, my My dad and my mom and dad went to Ireland and said, that's my dad and my mom and dad have been to a lot of places. They speak the highest of Italy and they speak the highest of Ireland. Oh, they, is that right? They loved Ireland. My dad especially. Where didn't they like? I think, they li- I think they've really liked everywhere they go. Uh, I don't think that they were... Cr- no, no, they like they like. I mean, they, my dad has a picture. He walked St. Andrews out up there in Scotland, and he said that was the coolest thing ever. And they really like. They loved Copenhagen. Uh, that seems like a very cool town as yeah. well, similar to like Amsterdam in a way, kind of the canal town. Um, 
but they loved Ireland, the greenery. That's what they really loved. It's just so green everywhere and super cool. So I love Irish people, but not a brown liquor guy. Okay, all right. I think I, can, I think I can. I think I can live with that. Uh, Jackson Sharon in Clayton came after you. Do you have anything you want to say to her about your? Uh... No, again, like I, uh, if she wants to have that opinion, that you know she can't believe that 101 ESPN would employ someone. Would rather see I actually thought that that wasn't like a real account, but 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 uh, I see on the TMA fan page where I posted that we're doing this, uh, it, it, it like she's an active real person on Twitter. And God bless. And if she wants to have that, but opinion, she's got a dog avatar. Well, I think she has dogs in her like profile name, but I think her picture, in fairness to Sharon, is a picture of a of a woman. Oh. So I don't know if that's. Sharon I haven't had a chance that. to follow her just yet. No, no, I did some digging. Um, but God bless. Yeah, listen. First of all, any engagement is engagement, nonetheless. So happy to see it. So profound. <laughs> and happy to see it. And uh, if she thinks that I should lose my job, I would say nice. I would say nice. Uh, uh, KG and Oton says, "Good day, gentlemen. Good day, uh, KG and Oton. Let me. Go. I, mean, I can't even do the number thing here, and I don't want to necessarily go back. All right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back to 2024 emails, which isn't fair, but I'm gonna go back to them. all right. Uh, let's see what we got. I like this because I kind of I'm on a schedule because of the brown liquor. That's right. How do you handle regret, and do you have any regrets that have had a lasting impact on you? I mean, you were you were thinking erotic stories. And all of a sudden, I hit you with that. Regrets. That's from Tiny Peepee, too. Sent on January 10th, 2024. I'm going all the way back. I'm trying not to penalize people for being the older ones that I haven't gotten to yet. Yeah. Uh, mine is is actually... Oh, you're going to have one. I kind of think you didn't have well, one. Well, it's very... It's small potatoes, theoretically, towards like what some people who might be a little older than me would have in the regret department. But it kind of is a nice segue from what I was talking about earlier with my parents going over to Europe, is not studying abroad in college. I wish I would have done that. That that would have been really, really cool. And I decided instead to hang on. And where would you have uh, gone? England. I would have, like, I'd rather, I would like to be based in England. And then once you're there, you can obviously travel all around Europe quickly over there. You're in Paris in, like, no time. And you can go ch- check out all of Europe. I had a buddy, a couple buddies who did the England thing, based in London, and then they went all over the place and said it was like the best time ever. So I'm, I'm very upset I didn't do that because that's a perfect time to do it. I hope for you mm-hmm. it would be wonderful if you are asked this question at 47 years old and that is still your biggest regret. That's the goal. That is my wish for you. Yeah, that would be awesome. An Irish blessing, even <laughs> though you made it clear your stance on the Irish earlier in this podcast, which was... I'll reiterate, I love the Irish people, the Republic of Ireland, but I'd still like to visit Belfast. Despite your distaste for the North, which, yeah. of course, is right. and I, where I am. I still think Rory McIlroy is the best swing in golf. Despite being from the North. Right. God, on the regrets thing, Jackson. All right, let me ask you this. Yeah. You've done a show with me now for three years and two months. That's right. What do you think my answer to the question is? And then maybe you'll trigger something in me. Man, 
I mean, I know you've talked before about how your early days in radio, like in your 20s, you are, you look back on your behavior on air as something that's not palatable to you anymore, like something you don't really like hearing. But, correct. But I think like the natural evolution of humans is kind of to look back on certain elements of your life with distaste. Cause which which may in fact be the case, but most humans, and this may change, is, we might be in the midst of the change right mm -hmm. now because of social media, but most humans don't have the ability to actually see and or hear themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you may correct the past in your mind and then all of a sudden if somebody played a video or audio of it, you can't deny that. Right. That is the truth. And so even though I haven't heard a whole lot of it, and if I do hear it, I like run from it, uh, I go, oh my God, you know? Right. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's a real thing. Yeah. And then I wonder if, they, like, that's the, the, all I can hear is like what was going on briefly between 7 a.m. and 10 a.m. But yeah, I, I, th that, that behavior, that, uh, I mean, I, I might be even, I actually, if you're listening to this and you didn't listen to the show, that I might make it, I might make it sound like it was worse than it actually was, but I just know that that is definitely not how I am now. Um, I also think that, um, you know, yesterday I'm doing a sound story. Guy comes in, it's a guy and his wife. God, it was such a, it was a, but I say this all the time. I was talking to probably... Peter or maybe uh, one of our investors last night. And I said, God, this was so good. And I saw at the same time, I feel like I say that after every one of them, but that's how I felt. And one of the new things that we're, we're starting to do with Sound Story. Um, and, uh, and this guy, uh, he was probably 74 maybe. Yeah. And he goes, I know this might sound weird, but I have been listening to you since the very beginning. Oh, son of a bitch. You know, you wouldn't necessarily expect that with somebody at 74, but it certainly does happen. And he goes, boy, you were a little, you were really energetic back when you started. <laughs> and I'm like, is he trying to say I had a Coke problem? You know, I mean, but I wouldn't, like, if you know people with cocaine problems, I sounded like a person with cocaine problems. At least that's what I hear. Mm -hmm. Except I've never even touched, not even a little nummy, much <laughs> less snorted mm -hmm. the white horse. But I hear that and I go, God, what the fuck? But that isn't, you know, to me, a regret is something that you that you still think about years later. That's what I think of. And then like what you learn from it. And so in that sense, you know, that's, that's what I think of when it comes to regrets. Um, it's weird when I hear, I, th I don't know who I was, I think maybe it was Bill Maher, uh, and his podcast. And I don't know who he was talking to, but when people say they have no regrets, like how disingenuous, I oh, don't know. It was, it was Stern and Billy Joel. Mm. And like how there's like like just, it's just not possible. But I, I suppose I guess it can be possible. But I would have a tough time thinking that somebody's really experienced growth over the course of their life if they don't look back with something with some semblance of regret. It's just really to what degree is the regret? Yeah. yeah. You know, if you've got a felony on, under your belt, right. And you're going, oh my god, I can't believe I did that. That's different than like I wish I would have gone overseas and studied. Yeah. It's still a regret, but it's certainly another level. And then there's some things where like some people might have regret that's pretty major. You know, like a, a stretch of time or something that they did. Others, it might just be like something really innocuous and small, but something they really look back on with regret, you know, and probably almost every time when you look back with regret, 
like you view it much worse than how it probably was. Like you, you think like, just like we romanticize the past in terms of like good things. We also probably like vilify some of the things that we did in the past more so in our I think, head I think, than I think, it was I, th- I think that I think that's a case. I mean, I you know, this is good that there's an active chat going on in the YouTube chat, which is wonderful. I just opened it up. Uh, I have very few. This is Mike Frisella using his own name. God bless him, assuming that's his real name. I have very few regrets, but I occasionally look back wistfully on choices I have made slash actions I took. Uh, Chris Bray, also using, I think, his real name. My blind rage losing in sports or watching sports has made me look like a major asshole. <laughs> that's a really, I think that's a healthy thing. Because I think when you think of regrets, you think of things that might be like substantial life things. And right. then like, to look at that, yeah, I, I wonder, I mean, I don't think I've, because in part I've been in press boxes, so you're really not in a spot to do that. But, um, yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I caught myself during the LSU game. With my with my older son, the, the younger one, I don't even know if he was around, but either way, he would have been one, so he wouldn't have known what the hell's going on. I'm going, oh my god, I'm I'm acting like a fucking nut here. I mean, yeah. to me, I was acting like a nut. It really wasn't, you know. But still, I'm like, I remember my dad Notre Dame games in the 1980s. Holy shit, I don't want to put my son through that. I gotta fucking settle down here yeah you know? i had that last night i had a rec league basketball game last night oh what do we have going on and here it's, like it's time for story asshole. time oh my god well what the fuck were you doing i went up for a layup this you draymond no no don't. we have the same two refs every week for this league i'm in they're very kind and again look like, at this there's a little pistol in the studio they're good I'm telling you once you put me on hardwood i lace up my shoes i turn into a different person i these two guys are really good. They're nice. They're the rec doing... league officials are about to take some shrapnel here. This one guy, Uh-oh. this one ref, I just hasn't given me a call all season. Oh, my God. I'm looking at you differently now. I go up for a layup. I get hammered on it. I mean, I get I, the guy goes up in the air. I pump fake him, goes up in the air. I go lean into him, textbook foul, and the ref calls a jump ball. And I was like... Did you say something? Oh, I, I, as I handed him the ball, I said, you got it. I, just, I, just, I came to him... Nicely, as he gave me some BS explanation for it. I was like, whatever. The other team screaming at me. They're like, tee him up, tee him up. God. Oh uh, my God. And then, like, do people know of your profession? Uh, no. Are you known as Piddles out a there? A couple guys on our team. Though, yeah. But sweet, sweet guy, of course. He doesn't. He's in your hand. He's one of the worst <laughs> basketball players ever. Draw breath. Um, but uh, I, I just run down to the other end, and I'm just like screaming. I was like, I was like, he didn't even fucking touch the ball. Like I was yelling. Mad as a hornet, and I look back on. It, I'm just like, God, these are ref, these are rec league refs. They got four more games to ref tonight. They're doing it probably for you know little money, but they they love it and they probably ref all year. Like, what am I doing? I feel like such an asshole. Now, granted, every time I do it, I go up to the ref afterwards and say like, Hey, I'm sorry. I just get it into the game a little bit. And what does the ref say? To you? Oh, he all, he always is all good. This, yeah. this guy's like a legit, really good. Why don't guy. we get him on the podcast? He's a legit, really good. Well, he hasn't given me a call. It, I, I threw the ball <laughs> last week out on the guy's leg so clearly, and he called it their ball. I was like, This is outrageous. Regardless. I shouldn't act like that. But I know I just get fired up. I get fired this up. This is good. This is the kind of regret I was looking for. I just didn't realize it was 12 hours old. Yeah. No, I did. We won the game. So, big well, W. That's, yeah, that's big W. All justified in the end. I was hitting free throws like a madman at the end. Um, but, yeah, I just. Uh, what, were your, what was your, because uh, I, I haven't looked at the box score yet. What, was, what were your numbers last night? I think night? I had 12 points last night. Yeah. But five or six free throws to ice the game. That's huge. Huge. It's interesting that they chose to follow you. I would have thought they would have known better. Yeah, they should have. I have three straight times I went to the line. Five or six. 
Only missed the last one. Manchild79 says Jackson wild on the court. Facts. Like, every t- like, and I'll talk shit to other players, too. Like, I, I am a de- – but then, like, as soon as the game's over, like, I'm instantly – like, instantly filled – on the ride home, I'm filled with regret yeah. for my behavior. But I know that's just how I am, and that's part of the reason why I love it is it's kind of an outlet because, you know, if you're calm all the time, like, everyone has shit where, like, it pisses them off. It like you do your best to keep your composure, and for the most part, you do. But having an outlet where like you kind of can, yeah. as uh, as Manchild said, while out, <laughs> it feels good. It's good to release that. That rec league ref is absolutely a balloon partier who hates Jackson's hockey takes and has it out for our boy. That's from Al in Dadeville. Yeah, in he might. May, maybe. Yeah, maybe he is. Maybe he really he hates the program. I would be surprised. It, it, I don't. I just in no world could you call this a jump ball. He fouled the shit out of me. I need video of this. Do we have anybody shooting video of this? Should, It'd be wonderful. Should. I would love it's to. Like I'd... the Plowhawk uh, sportscast that you posted on the Twitter account. <laughs> I know we need that. Is that on our Instagram also? Uh, it's definitely on Twitter. I can, can it be on, on TikTok too? Yeah, I can throw it. I can throw it everywhere. Uh, McShamus says too much brown liquor can lead to regret. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, well yeah. You're. But that. Yeah. Hundred percent. So I'm trying to think. And this. So I want. I, the, 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 we've got a we've got an active YouTube chat here today, which is wonderful, especially considering this podcast came out of a, Tommy. I was just in there meeting with Tommy Mattern, and he goes, "Go home," and I go, "I want to go do the podcast." He just goes, "Okay," <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like a nice day. Now, of course, I have the hard out at three o'clock, pick up my son, and then I got the brown liquor at three fifteen, and right. then this this ball. Yep, you're um, up. Yeah, yeah, um, but. Um, yeah, it's like, yeah, today's like, I mean, I could just go chip and putt and be and have AirPods in and be the happiest motherfucker in the world. But I want to do the podcast. Mm-hmm. So now that we have this active YouTube chat, this is wonderful. And maybe you guys in the YouTube chat can come up with something. Because honest to God, I, I mean, I, it, it, and this is a dangerous thing to say because this isn't usually I'm kind of more in the self-deprecating thing. Yeah. But it's also coming from an honest place. Like, I really feel these things that I'm saying. In my mind, I'm trying to think of something that in the last, I mean, it sucks to go last five years because you've only been with me for three. Mm -hmm. So I guess I could say last three years. Is there something in the last three years that you think I would regret? Like, I I, want to. Like, I'm trying to think of something major. Like even, but, I mean, like, you're talking about your rec league shit. That's not a oh, major I mean, thing. You're, I mean, like, in two weeks, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that was dumb. But it's well, not I'll like. I'll do it again next week. I promise you. Um, <laughs> YouTube chatters, feel free to. Uh, you've had some club selections where you're like, where I'm like, yeah, you, yeah, you, 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 you've afterwards like the, been like, like the choice, club down. Yeah, the sure. choice of a golf club on a shot. Uh, you've, you've, okay. said, you've said to me, oh, I should have clubbed down. Oh, really? I went long. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, just you too went, much, too much power in right, the club. Right, right. Should have, should have clubbed down, or uh, you know, should have punched out. There. Like, I, like honestly, I even went to something as dumb as golf, and I'm like, I can't. Like, I'm trying to, th- and, and so it can't, that can't be real. Like, I'm sure if my wife was listening to this, she'd be like, oh, here we go, <laughs> yeah. you know. But I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I fucking don't know. Because if I go back to the 2000s, it's like, oh, well, settle in. But I've already, you know, told those stories of, you know, I regret being a shitty husband. I will, for, to my first wife, and I'm now at peace. It's one of those things, for those of you who haven't heard me talk about this before, that when you get divorced, if, if you're in my mindset, if when you get divorced, you just kind of assume you'll be, you want it, like in a couple of years, especially in our situation, short marriage, no kids, not, you know, sending out a bunch of money. Uh, it's kind of a, you know, it's one of my, a blip on the radar. 
And so then you wouldn't think it would like have the long lasting effect of say, you know, you get divorced and you have four kids and you've been married 25 years, you know, that's a different, that's a different set of circumstances. So, but here I am in 2024 and it's been 16, 17 years. And I'm like, I fucking, I will never forgive myself. I will never forgive my, that's to me, that's like, that's like the monster. I don't really regret, I, I don't regret something that I did with my career as much as I regret not even not going to New York or not going to Denver when I had opportunities. I regret not capitalizing on my situation at probably 26 and like seeing what I could do with it. But I was content yeah. and contentment is the enemy of greatness. Yeah. I got some, maybe. What do you got? Good. Some you've said before Good. is that, uh, you know, like, you've kind of not regretted, so, like, maybe this is off base, but, like, you said if you're going to go down, when you go down to Jupiter, it's like getting that taste of it, and then coming back, it's, like, brutal. So, like, if you don't go down there in the this first is, this place. Is, this, is, this is dirty pool, because you know <laughs> the trick to get me into a bad place is to bring up I don't up mean to, but this Jupiter. is, but you said, like, just going down there and getting the taste of it can be lethal because, like, you get the taste of it. Right. Like, come, coming back is, like, the worst. Yes. So you said, like, just not going down in the first place is the only way sure, to, to exactly. resolve that, that, that. Yeah, I mean, it had that not—I mean, I've been going there since 98. Yeah. But it—and and I went there in 18 and 19 and 20. For extended periods of time. Right? But, I mean, 18 was, like, maybe a month and a half, and okay. 19 was two months because I did that Cardinal Fantasy Camp thing, you know, just to fuck around and make fun of myself with videos Better of playing against chiropractors, yes, and having Alan Bennis scream at me about being a terrible athlete. Uh, and then 2020 was cut short with COVID. 2021 was the extended one. And 2021 was the first time ever because John Hadley, uh, who was running KFNS, in his attempt to try to keep me at KFNS, the negotiation said, hey, big boy, you know, I might not be able to offer what, you know, KMOX or, you know, the Hubbard people or whatever, but... Uh, they probably wouldn't let you live in Jupiter. I just want you to know, as long as you come back every, I can't remember what it was, every four weeks or six weeks, you can live wherever you want and do the show. And so then it's like entered into my, I remember that was like February of 21. And I, it wasn't even, I'm like, okay, that's nice. I'm still, it doesn't matter. Right. And then we're down there for a month or two more. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I remember we came back for Mother's Day. So Anna Marie's parents were living with us, but I wanted to come back to be with my mom. And I remember going, I mean, even we're going for two days, I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here for five, I've been there since December 27th. And I'm like, fuck, why are we doing this, you know? And then I remember we were so excited to go back down. I'm like, holy shit, you know? But but that's not, the, the, there was really, there wasn't really, a, there was, I suppose there was a decision. We could have stayed at KFNS and I could have signed a deal and, and Dave Zobris was going to also, even though once Hadley was out, he was also going to let me live wherever the hell I wanted, and it would have been Jupiter. But, um, you know, we all on the show, and Darren wasn't a part of it at the time, but agreed that Hubbard was the right move, and Hubbard wasn't going to let me live in Jupiter. So, but I really don't, I honestly just don't regret that, because yeah. I, know, I know some things that it just, it, it would have been a really risky move. Yeah to leave everything here and like, and then count on that situation. So I don't regret that. I don't know. People are taking advantage of me opening it up to say, here are things, regrets. Let's see what we got here. 
the rec league's ref's uncle is Mike Ruzioni. Jackson will not get this reference. That's from I Brad do. Mudd. I do get the reference. Uh, let's see. I'm not good enough to get too high or low while playing any sport. When someone cheats in golf, I'm on board with this. I can get irrationally angry. Not right away, but five holes of undercounting strokes. I'm pissed. I have not run into, because the guys I play with, I play with pretty regularly, and we are playing for It's not like life-changing money, but, the, you know, sometimes I'm Venmoing somebody a few hundred dollars. You've been on the receiving end of this. Good, The good, I don't think you've, I think you've been profitable. On these, yeah, definitely. These ventures. But still, I mean, that counts. But, I mean, you can be playing a $10 NAS on, you know, but um, it's a, it's not even in play for somebody with the game that we're playing for somebody to try. It's not even... It's not even in play for somebody to try because I'm playing with guys who are good players. But I do occasionally play with somebody and they do the – there's got to be a name for this, and I know you can only know what I'm doing if you're watching on YouTube. But when a guy turns around the green and go, and you know, hey, what would you get? And I, I don't give a shit if we're not gambling. You could put down you got a birdie for all I fucking care. It doesn't right. matter to me. You're counting up the strokes. But if he starts doing the air dots, yeah. I'm like, okay. I, and I just immediately like go to pick up my clubs to walk to the next hole or just get in the car and just like what are you, you can, whatever you want to say don't give a shit if we're yeah. doing the air everyone know, everyone knows what stroke they're on while they're playing no one's ever has to re go back and I think sometimes it. and I also do think sometimes if you don't play a lot you don't necessarily know the rules sure, and people will do the lateral thing with a white yeah, stake and that, I, that's, if we're not gambling I couldn't fucking care oh, any yeah. less and even if it didn't even in the whole scheme of things it's just such not a big deal but if I am playing with guys and we're playing the game we're like they can get to $96 plus a hole the old 96 the old 96 er I actually I've been on the receiving end of the old 192er that was a press with a repress and a birdie Ooh. But I have to tell you, even though I lost $192 right there, I was kind of like, I saw a shooting star. Yeah. yeah unfortunately, shot at my ass. Yeah. Well, my playing partner, who might be watching, by the way, he's a viewer of the uh, of QFTA. And I have a, a great... feeling I might know who yeah. it is based on the number. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the, you probably have an idea of some of the people involved, but the guy who did the repress, uh, and he does watch QFTA, um, he wasn't as amused as I was, and he probably was a little irritated. His playing partner was like, oh, my fucking God, I can't believe it. You know, uh, and, and, you know, listen, I wasn't happy to Venmo him, whatever. I'm sure I lost more than $192 that right. day. But uh, it was it was just like, you know, they, they loved the fact that we pressed when they were both on the green. <laughs> you told me the story. <laughs> and then my playing partner, who is a great player, he's like a plus one or two. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like the number was 174 on this par three, and he goes, I just love the number. I'm like, I mean, if the wind's with us, I'm hitting a seven or eight. If the wind's into us, I'm hitting a six or seven. It just depends. I don't, I'm not I'm not good enough to, like, be 174. That's yeah. much better for me than 170. So you're a great player. You know, God God bless. I don't fight in the whole scheme of things. Yeah, it's not like going to be like, what do, I get, what do I do here, you know? So whatever, I like the action. It's fun. Sure. I don't give a shit in the whole scale. Like if it's like you know two thousand dollars, I'm going what the fuck. But for this, it's just kind of and also what are the chances that they're gonna birdie for real? And then when he rolled in like the thirty five footer for birdie, I was like ah, the one ninety two or like you see a ninety six or like maybe I don't know maybe once around I guess those can pop up. But the one ninety two or is like Bigfoot. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know that was a possibility. Yeah, I was so I, therefore I guess the. Now I don't think a three. What would that be? Three eighty four. Oh, God. Uh, that would be on a par three. You'd really be. That would be some serious action. Uh, Manchild seventy nine says, "When the henny is in the system, ain't no telling." Yeah. What if I'm drinking Hennessy tonight? On top of the whiskey, it's gonna be. 
Yes, you're going to be the vomit comment. The vomit, I would be on the vomit comment. Absolutely. Let me see what else we got here. Oh, this is about the golf, the golf cheating. Not right away with five holes under counting strokes. I mean, if we're gambling, I care, but I mean, it would never, it is, it would, nobody would allow it to not get called out. Right. And there, I guess there's like, and then the thing is, like, well. and then and, and the thing in with like again, it's one thing like, and I know because this uh, up until a few years ago, this is what I was. You're just playing with random guys. You might not be gambling, and I just don't give a shit. If, if anything, it's a little annoying, I suppose, but I just don't care. Um, but if you're gambling, it lives with you forever. Scarlet letter. It lives with you, for, and, and also in competition, you oh, know. Yeah, that's. And that that they're they're they're. Yeah, they're, there's there are but... people who are probably watching this who <laughs> don't. To enter it in the YouTube chat for the record. Not you. I know you're not. It'd be really fucking weird if Jackson yeah. started Start airing posting people out. the names. Uh, undercounting strokes is like. So I, guess, I understand this goes on in high school golf quite a bit. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Um, but like, I guess in theory, like you can always be under the guise of like, oh, I just counted up wrong, and while I wouldn't believe it, you know, fine. But like, the dirt, like if you're like, you hit a ball like towards the woods, and you're like, ah, oh, hit a provisional, but like, you drop a ball and like found it. That's like, <laughs> that's like you might shot be a, at the fan page club championship. That's like some like psychopath. Like to me, that's that's next level. Yeah, that's next level. And that's but that, that the fact that that went on with a guy who won a Masters is yeah, that's crazy. You know, you know the, his little thing in the sand is like dirty and nasty. But what about a Tory Pines in twenty one? We're going like, too golf centric here. But yes, I mean yes, I that that the, the yes. That's a next level thing. It is. Uh let's see. Uh you guys regret all the time you uh, spent talking about the Mizzou Georgia first half over under in twenty twenty one. It's the first quarter. Is that what it was? <laughs> okay. A lot of time spent on that that I can't get back at. First of all, I just want to say something. Oh Jackson. That just in general was football. that twenty one? I would have yeah. thought it was twenty two. No, no, twenty. It was twenty one because we did this at. The, yeah, because Missouri nearly beat them in twenty two. We were in the and I and I live I and I live bet I money line bet Missouri. I think time. I would have won like two grand. Yeah, it was the only time was, I, I, ever... I bet a hundred dollars on Missouri to beat Georgia straight up, just like for the fuck of it. Yeah. And I'm sitting there with my wife, just the two of us, the kids who are that are parents, and I'm like, holy shit, they might actually win this thing. I was there. <laughs> I was there. I was fired. The place was going nuts. Uh, just in general with football gambling, the most exhilarating bet you can make is a first quarter over. It is. What no, that's a, nice. That's a nice little sweat. That's a nice little sweat. Such a good time. Like, even if it doesn't, but if it's ever at six and a half, you got to bet over. You just have to. You have to a moral, do. even like if it's the Iowa Hawkeyes and Kirk. That's Ferentz, that. That, that would be a little bit. put you to the test, and but, it's snowing in Iowa City. But what the fun thing about the first quarter over bet is that the teams playing have no motivation to like if there's 10 seconds oh, yeah. left in the first oh, yeah. quarter you can like, just, be just let it go yeah, absolutely. and it can go crazy oh, yeah. so much fun uh brad mudd asked do you regret not going to hubbard sooner it, the, the invite wasn't there i mean that's that's the reality john kiowski and i i can't imagine he would care that i would say this at this point uh we met like the week before my wife and I got married in 2011. Had had lunch at Rosalita's on Washington Avenue. Cadillac Fiatas? Oh, God, Bill. I used to think just totally with my head up my ass, I'm like, ah, I'm just eating protein. This is healthy. And I'm like, oh, my God. Now that I kind of like know like the wall, I'm just like, oh, my God. I probably took in like 3,000 calories every time I had those things. Plus, but they were wonderful Delicious. for the record. Um, God, it makes me really want to go get those. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I talked with him in 2011. Um Here's a story. I may have told it before. If I have, I apologize. I'm not doing this from like a, you know, it's this is just what happened. In 2012, 
Uh, and I don't know how this came to pass, but when Joe Buck and I were doing like kind of our little experiment show, mm-hmm. and somebody sent me, oh, uh, God, who's the person who sent me that audio? Somebody, oh, uh, Mrs. Jenny Shanahan, I think. Right, right, right. right. Have I forwarded that email to you yet? I think so. Okay. I, it might have been Can like we a, get that in the yeah, best of? I think it was like on a Friday, and I guess okay. by the weekday, week starting, I'd forgotten. But yeah, I definitely have that. Um, and and so Joe and I, that was the most, you know, we, we communicate now, obviously, with the sound story stuff, but I... I pick my spot. I pick my spots with anybody, but obviously him. And and he said, and I guess this could come off like a Facebook post when you're posting for a nice place, but it's not intended to. It's a story. Um, he goes, "Here's something I don't understand." And we would always meet at Lester's corned beef sandwich. I like the I'm wings. Sure, yeah, I'm sure you don't like corned beef. I already picked up what you're laying down <laughs> earlier you, you on. Oh me, I'm a pastrami guy. No, I just I, the anti-Irish stuff. It's I, I picked up on it. Um, and he goes, how come the best sports show isn't on the best station? And I go, I don't know if they would really consider a sport. Like, in other words, how come TMA is not on 101? Mm-hmm. And I go, well, I mean, that's I appreciate that. It's subjective. And and he goes, well, who's, who's in charge there? And I go, uh, John Kioski. Uh, he's the market manager and... He goes, I want to give him a call. And I go, to say what? <laughs> <laughs> I go, I mean, you know, he had an answer to you. Yeah. Even though, you know, you, you're calling Super Bowls and World Series. He goes, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And this, and everything was fine. And this wasn't like, you know, th- this wasn't really, this was one of the rare relative peace times, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. This was 2012. And he goes, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And I go, well, I appreciate it, but so he does. He calls him, and they they talk. I don't know if they got together for lunch, but either way, because Joe called them, John and I get together for lunch again. I get, like I said, I think it's like May or two thousand May of two thousand twelve, and he's just like what we what we're doing on one hundred and one, and what you're doing. And there's no doubt it works. There's no doubt, you know. He goes, it's just two different things. And you know, and I and I told and I never, ever, 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 ever. I never even looked at us as like going to 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 101 doing, you know, what we were doing in t- right. 2012. It just didn't, it just wasn't even I get it. So I never was like, ah, man, that I'm it's just, I just understand it. It's not even and I didn't even have as much, you know, I guess being on the other side of the desk experience at that time. Where it got close was more with Tommy, who at the time was at Emmis in 2013, and just like everybody else in broadcasting, truly, not just in St. Louis, but in broadcasting in general, people were enamored nationally in radio. Not nationally, it was like, you know, private citizens, but in radio by the man and woman thing. Like, just, like, truly thought it was an April Fool's joke. Like, broad, like broadcast, like, like, real executive, like, real executives were... Boy, what what is that? like this is so like how how is this being allowed and how is somebody doing it and how is there like a guy's like who owns it like saying that this is a good idea like like you had to like the fact that that happened it took it took the right people and I mean by the right people I guess the wrong but it but the they had to lack certain traits in order for it to happen. But then the, the 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 monster secret ingredient was 
the the desperation for money, you know, <laughs> you're going out of business. And so the only way you're going to get this guy to to infuse capital is if you go along with his idea that maybe internally you're like, this is fucking so ridiculous. <laughs> but if he doesn't put money in, we have to turn off the lights. Right. So fuck it. Let's right. go with it. And I think that's what happened because Todd Robbins, who was the other guy in that press conference, had been pursuing me to operate KFNS going back to, I know for sure it was right around the time that Anna Marie and I got married again, uh, that coming up, who would have thought, which was 2011. And so much so that one of the places we went after we got married was Las Vegas and we went to a Jay-Z and Kanye show. Oh, watch the throne. That's what we went to. Yeah. That's about as good as it gets. Uh, they performed what is now known as Paris. Yep. yep. But it wasn't at the time. Well, it gets the people going. Provocative. Eleven times to wrap up the show. Not even that they could have done it fifteen times. I mean it was just so Todd's out there because his wife at the time, I believe, was uh I I, I don't it's, it's barrel something, barrel racer, like rodeo. Like Tim McCurran the barrel man? Did that barrel, but she like came from that like a, a well-known family, like they were like the Earnharts in this world, and it was Rodeo Weekend, perfect timing for the Jay Z Kanye show. <laughs> Opposite program. So it was amazing to walk through. That was at the MGM oh, Grand okay. Arena. Yeah, Sick ass place where they have the boxing stuff. Yes. Yeah. But that also was where a lot of the rodeo people were. So you had the people going to the Jay Z show and the rodeo people interacting. It was just America, Jack. Yeah, that is. But either way, so he, you know, so we were like getting together. And then when after the show, which, you know, she's a barrel racer and he's, you know, kind of like wearing cowboy boots and they're in the, you know, and I'm like all like, this is fucking great. But they're, they come with us because we're going to talk business afterwards. So we, we sat there in, like, the lounge area of the MGM Grand and bullshit had drinks and bullshit about this KFNS thing. So that goes back to December 2011. So the man and woman thing didn't happen until, I think, February of 13. So for that entire time, Todd was trying to, but he never put anything on the table. It was always like, here are the numbers. Can you fix this? I'm like, maybe I can, but you got to, like, Tell me what I, what what's you know what what am I making? What's mm -hmm. my cut? Do I have equity? Do I have profit share? What wait a minute, what do I get? I'm not just here to fix problems for free. Yeah. So you know we need you to come up with something. Like then then put something on the table. Right. You know. So anyway, whatever. Neither here nor there. They were so we go in there and we meet. And we make an offer, and then like two days later, the man and woman thing happens, and I go, we just made an offer. What the hell happened? The price changed. He goes, well, I'm not telling you. It's not a moving target. I'm like, okay. So I'm with, you know, some serious people are involved in this, way more serious than me, and they're like, okay, fuck this. First off, we don't know why we're involved in looking at buying an AM radio station anyway, <laughs> but we trust you. But we're not dealing with a guy who's changing the price 48 hours after we met with him. This is this is. You know, it's like a telling business. If you got that, if somebody's changing terms, it's not about KFNS. It's just about, oh, this is a this is a clown show. Right. And so because it was a clown show and you had desperate, then that allowed that to come to fruition. So once it came to fruition and it got all this attention, that's when Tommy meet, reached out and we had lunch uh, downtown at what used to be Jay Bucks, which is now a wheelhouse. Mm. And uh, and that's how our first conversations came to pass. And we talked about all this stuff. So throughout 2011 to 2021, I had been talking with these guys. But 
nothing ever really happened outside of putting us on 105.7 HD2 when we were at 920. But there was never really there was never really a real opportunity to take the whole group to to Hubbard or Emma's. Yeah. Like a real like it's on the table. It's here. There's a lot of talk, and it, and it got serious. But yeah, if that would have happened, it would have been great. I mean, for real, it, not not because now we know it. It's just it, it it was really not pleasant what we what we were experiencing. So, I, 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 but to regret it would mean I chose not to, and, right. and it wasn't on the table until truly like real, like here is an offer, here it is, here is you know let's negotiate until 2021. So therefore, it's not a regret. I I think maybe this is really. Uh, self-indulgent, but that is the brand. Um, I think, I, 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 I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to say it. I'm sure. going to say because it it's Brown Whiskey Friday That's or right. Brown Liquor Friday. Brown Liquor Friday. I think that even if there weren't cameras here, I think they might go, we regret not bringing you guys over sooner. I agree. I think they would say that. It'd be tough to argue. I think they would say that. I do. And I, but I think, I think there was real skepticism about the revenue attached to the show. Right. You know? Yeah. Because any guy can say, yeah, we've got all this advertising. And they listen, but they don't know what the numbers are. And so, yeah. So in that sense, I regret that they regret it because that would have been great. But there was nothing that we could have done, you know. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like a choice where I'm like, no, no, I think I'm going to go to 920. <laughs> Good email, Don PP. <laughs> um, is that your way of saying, hey, I'm landing the plane? You were, no, I just you, thought you it was a good... we got to get to the five-day no, forecast? No, no, no. We've no, got, no. we got Love Connection coming up at 1030? No. Jeopardy, though, hopefully. Uh, no, not at all. I was, okay. just, I was just, that was a good conversation and still going on. And that was, uh, no, trust me. Listen, okay. QFTA could go forever. And it can't, though, because i got to pick up my son and i got to go drink whiskey. Yeah. No. Trust me, I got nothing today. I'm okay. Well, I mean, it's a nice day and you're a ball striker and you're working on, you're going to be hitting your 780. I, it's, I, it's I saw like, some the, the YouTube and Instagram just and TikTok. Get in a fucking golf. simulator. I need a lesson, is what I need. You don't even need a lesson. It could help. I got it, it, can, it, can, it can help, but once you see it, it'll be over. It almost, it's almost like I feel like like a poker guy, like telling you how to play. Like, hey, you need to bet after you raise pre-flop on the flop, even if you missed it. You just need to do it. Uh, yeah, it's so just the game. Like when I play blackjack, my friends and their dealers showing the face card. They have sixteen. They're like, I'm gonna stay. I'm like, stop it, hit. Do not fuck with me. To hit. Do not fuck with me. Carlos Spice, who says, this is because Tim needs a 15 to 20 handicap like me on his bag. There is, in fact, video documentation of this in action. That's true. I hope he's on your bag uh, for the opening round. Of, who am I playing? Your the pro- Pope. The Pope. That's right. Rematch. Boy, can he roll the rock. Oh, I know. He's going to do it. I mean, that'll be, as far as, I mean, I'm going to see him break down a fucking fan page club championship <laughs> match. But I will tell you. In the, for the first time ever in a match, and I've played against guys, all due respect to the Pope, who are way better than the Pope, and the Pope you knows that. The Pope's a college golfer. He's played golf with people infinitely better than me, probably like a 1,000. But uh, usually in match play, if a guy's like 20 feet away and I've got a, you know, 21 or 2-foot putt, I'm going, okay, we're both 2-putting here. Yeah. You know, or Almost if it's, if it's, you know, you just, you know, it's, you're not, you're not going, okay, I got to make it. Right, right. Well, that motherfucker yeah. 
It's like, holy shit. Yeah. It totally blew up the whole thing. Yeah, and if he's 60 feet away, he ain't three-putting. He really is. Right I'm telling you, I haven't played. I mean, and I don't think that was like a one-off no. luck box thing, and those things can happen in match play. But, um, yeah, that, that was something else. Uh, telling people your biggest regret in life is not going to Italy in college is hilarious. That's from the neighbor kid. Oh, Jackson, that's at you. It's less so about, like, because when you frame it like that, and I assume that that was a lighthearted little jab, which is fine. It's not that. It's the experience and culture you get to absorb when you're out there and doing it in the young age is good because it's tough, it's tough to go visit Europe when you're At working. this point, I agree, yeah. You know? uh, my wife and I, I look back and I go, what in the hell were we doing? But this just shows how I didn't save money. And this is 2011, same thing that I'm talking about. I mean, big, big 2011 podcast today. Um, we were looking at going over to, I mean, a variety of places. And I wasn't making, I mean, I was fine, mm-hmm. but I wasn't making like crazy money yeah. to look yeah. back on it and go, what the fuck? To even be thinking of this. I mean, it would, it'd be a, you know, it just like, what the fuck? But whatever, we were thinking about going, you know, Australia, New Zealand, mm-hmm. Singapore. I mean, like, like I'm 65 mm-hmm. and I shut it down yeah. with $10 million net worth trip. 20-hour flight What in the crazy. fuck? But either way, that's what we were talking about. I mean, I guess I could have been talking about, you know, you know, orchestrating a daisy chain, too. But I was talking about it. And, uh, and I look back on it and I go, what in the hell? But truly, once you have a child, that's over. That's yeah. over until they're 18. Right. Unless you're bringing them with you. I mean, we're not doing it. The fact that we went to the Bahamas for six days. I was on the phone with my dad for the first time since we got back last night. And he goes, boy, buddy. I got to tell you, you are lucky with your in-laws. I mean, they're good people, but holy shit, I'm not doing that for six nights. God bless them. God almighty. And I said, well, as it turns out, the younger one was throwing up the first three nights. He goes, oh, brutal. <laughs> I like, uh, I'd like to do a side-by-side comparison <laughs> of your impression of your father this and then Martin, the Kil- and then Martin <laughs> yeah. Kilcoin's Martin, Martin's got my dad sounding like it's a wonderful life. Yeah, he does. Bill's house, Fred's house. Yeah, how about Martin's drive-by today? That's standing. He's so. What people didn't hear is when I answered the phone, he goes, "Is this the plow hog master or something?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "No, it's Jackson." He's like, "Why the hell am I calling Washington, Missouri?" Like, I'll put you on hold, Martin. Plow hog master. Something like that. It's something ridiculous about plows. Oh God. Do you regret being the bus boy at an early age and having to dance on the chair for the other employees? It was just one employee. A waiter who was, who to me, I, I think it was in his 60s or 70s, but he might have been like younger than me. But he had gray hair and glasses. And to me, he was an old man. Yeah. And yes, he did have me stand on a chair. I mean, I, I can you even imagine that? Oh, my God. Well, first of all, a 14 year old working. And then said 14 year old. took a shot at my dad right Well, now. A said, the said 14 year old is now dancing for another employee. That's, yeah, that's, that's. Uh, hot tracks and boogie nights. God almighty. It, it, that was, I hated that. Yeah. I'm telling you, there are so many things. This is so true. It's so true. It is so true. And I know because you're dad and you have a great relationship, mm-hmm. but it is absolutely so. There are things that I was certain my dad was wrong about. Certain. I'm just like, well, he's wrong about this. And as you age, first off, I just feel lucky that I'm 47 and he's still around. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just grateful for that. But as you age, you're just like, God, he was right. And it wasn't, it wasn't even like life experience things, um, like his reads on people. 
and people, I'm like, you're wrong on, on this one. You're wrong. And then, then the hand plays out over, you know, some years and I go, God, he was so fucking right. I just, uh, I'm so grateful for the fact that I've gotten it for 47 years. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? That's awesome. That's incredible. Uh, let's see. Um, the video says the show is in commercial break. Does it? Not on my, not on my end. Okay. Uh, Manchild79 says, I don't know about the last few years, but I know you had a shit ton of regret on January 6, 2020 at about 7.45 a.m. I believe he's talking about 2021. And January 7th. And January 7th. But, yes, you are correct. Whew. Holy shit. That was my one-month anniversary of being on the show, and that was, oh, my God. Woo. Well, that's another thing that takes me back to a bad place. Yeah, that was a tough day. Holy shit. For a multitude of reasons, that was a very tough day. I mean, one of the things that was so strange about that, like, that, I mean, what was strange about that day? <laughs> what was normal about that day? But, I mean, it was so out of nowhere. I go to play, I'm down in Jupiter, I go to play golf with Adam Long's dad, um, and it's just like a, like that, that stuff's going on, but I remember leaving and it wasn't, it's like, it's like, I don't even know if we had it on. Nothing was going on. There was just like, yeah, it didn't, it was like, like a rally. We finished the show TMA, I mean, and then like, and for like an hour, nothing was happening afterwards, two hours, nothing. And then obviously right. shit hit the fan. So, I mean, but then I'm, then I, then I've played the front nine. I mean, I can picture the golf course. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody would like to look it up, it's Eastgate. And there's two courses there. I don't remember which course it was. And uh, and Adam's dad is a great fucking player. And I'm, it's my probably my first round in months, and I'm fumble-fucking all over the place. But I'm just happy to be out there. It's probably windy, whatever. So I'm, like, irritated probably by the fact that I'm not playing well and whatever we're gambling for. It wasn't anything big, but either way, you know, I'm dicking around. I'm probably Adam's dad's partner, and I know he's probably not happy with the way I'm playing. That that was my irritation on the front nine. <laughs> then we get to the back nine, and now the capital's under siege. And somehow, for some members of this audience, I became the bad guy. It was fucking unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's like, oh, Tim and Jack Danforth and Jack Danforth and Josh Hawley. Fuck you, Tim. And I'm like, wow, what a leap to go from. Yeah, that is a... I have a relationship of some form with Jack Danforth. Jack Danforth has this thing that he regrets already. And now, because I'm friends with Jack Danforth, if I can even say that, and he has this thing that he is now called the biggest regret of his life. I regrets. Holy shit, yeah. And then it's on me. Some pornographer on a golf course in Florida. Right. What the fuck? But I remember coming home, and I'm telling, I remember, I mean, whatever, this is whatever. Fucking matter. Pesci. <laughs> That's one of your favorite things about you. Get all what is it? How is that Joe Pesci when I do I, that? I know, it's just like, that, like, like, you quickly get into that like little ball, like little ball. Of I'm just like I'm like, should I say it? Not say it. I'm like, if we're TM air balloon party. I wouldn't say it here. I'm just like, fuck it, because you've like had to seek it out so much. Yeah, sometimes you get irritated. Right. Sometimes you it's know? like a little Irishman Pesci, yeah. where it's a little more muted, yeah. but it's still there. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like, I remember standing there watching that when I got back home, and I was so sad. And I remember standing there, and I'm just like, this is, I can't, I can't believe what I'm, I was really just, like, sad. Yeah. And and then, as the night played on, I'm like, I'm happy. I'm like, here are all these people who kind of, like, lived in fear 
of the situation uh, for the last four years, finally going, okay, that's enough. And I'm like, this has been an awful day, but we finally bottomed out. Yeah. Now we can finally move on. Right, the silver lining. That, that, yeah, it's what I truly thought. And so we get up the next morning, and there's just never been – I mean, I guess I, can, I shouldn't say there's never been – but just in general, I mean, I, I, has there ever been, honestly, for real, and you're welcome to say it. Obviously, you wouldn't say what it is. If we came in on a show, and I realize it's tough to have, like, a pre-show meeting since I'm walking in <laughs> and then the mic's open three seconds later, but where we've said in your tenure we're not going to talk about this, I don't know. I mean, no. I just can't imagine. No, definitely not in my tenure. It just has. It just hasn't happened, you know. Um, so it would be weird to not talk about it. But I so what Manchild seventy nine is making reference to is Jan, the show on January seventh, the morning after that, and I just and so I'm not in studio, so you got that. But I'm on the show. It's mm-hmm. just I'm not in studio, which usually didn't matter. Right. But in that case, I think I would have been able to maybe like, I don't know, I I don't know, and it just oh my god. And but the anger from the audience was already there from the day. Yeah. And then, then you got it. But it wasn't, it wasn't all one-sided, you know? There were some people who were totally on board with where Doug was coming from. And I'm just like, holy shit, like, I have, I, there's no control on this. The, I had, the thing, I guess what I would regret is I didn't know how angry the audience was that morning. Had no idea. Uh, I don't think if I would have been in St. Louis, I would have known. So yeah, I mean, I with the with the benefit, but my whole thing that would be regret was well, I I know the outcome. Right. You don't know the outcome. It's like oh yeah, I wish I wouldn't have shoved with Ace King. Turns out he had aces. Well, you always shove with Ace King. You know, I mean, yeah. no, you don't always, but most of the time you're not like laying it down pre unless you got a real good read. Uh, so then you don't hit the Ace or King. You don't go well. I made the wrong move because you don't fucking know. So yeah. you play the hand the way you play the hand. And in that case, that was the the lack. So what? But I'll tell you, the good thing that came from it is, you know, it was a very calm conversation. And what it was me, you, Doug, Iggy, and Rockio, I guess. Yeah. Yep. And it wasn't like Doug. You know, it wasn't like like Doug's like, no, fuck this. I gotta have my voice heard. He's like, yeah, I get it. I say some shit that pieces. That's not how he talks. But I, you know, I say some things that, that upset people. And so, you know, I get it. And yeah, it's probably best that we don't talk about it. And it's made the show infinitely better. Yep. I mean, so that sucked. And I'm telling you, that night, truly, I recall where I was with my wife having dinner. I'm like, God, that might be it. And and, and it's not like there was anything else at that moment for me to go to, you know, that. But I was just like, I can't. That that was that was a real, true low point on the show. And it's not necessarily because of like I'm sure people are like well because of what Doug said I'm like ah no because it, the, 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 how angry the audience was and how it just was that was and then, and then also it's not like I'm in a good state of mind I mean I'm in a bad state of mind of what happened right right it was brutal it was brutal and was but I don't know a... if there's like a regret on it there's a regret with knowing the outcome so that's, right. that's different than like I was a fucking ass and I hurt people like how I look about you know other things. Like what? Like my like my first marriage. You know, I, that that I that that's you know fuck off to me is what I say there. You know? Yeah, I, I with that too. It was such like a a corner to be in because you can't not talk about it because I don't know if we had had a major news story that affected all Americans and happened in America 
and I came in. Yeah, I wasn't on the air for September 11th. Right, Jay that, was. Jay that, was on the air live when yeah, that happened. But that was probably the most, like, the most recent time where something like that. Where I'm, I'm talking like uh, the 2016 presidential election. Sure, you yeah, weren't yeah. around for that one. I remember that. And I remember, I thought that show, I mean, it's tough to remember. I mean, I don't remember that as well as I remember January 7th at all. Um, but I remember, you know, say this, this, and I, I stand by this still to this day. And I kind of feel like, you know, we talked a little bit about John Stewart and Bill Maher, and you're not as big of a Maher fan as a Stewart fan. Is, right. that, is that a correct? Yep. I'm a fan of both. Um, but I get what you're saying on, but I think Mars thing is a strategy, but maybe I'm off. Either way. Uh, you don't win people over by calling them dumb. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I, if, for, if anything, it was a, hey, obviously there are a large amount of people, not just the people you see at the rallies, who felt strongly enough either about what Donald Trump was saying or what Donald Trump represents or what Hillary Clinton represents to them, that this guy won the presidential election. And if you want to call however many people, 50 million-plus people who voted for him, uh, stupid or racist, Godspeed. But that isn't that it. And either even if that is really how you feel, it's just not the way to come to the table if you really want to have an honest discussion. Yeah. It's, just not, it's just not where it is. Like, I'm certain my parents voted for him. And there's not a doubt in my mind on who they are and also not only their education, but, you know, my mom, my God, you know, my mom was to uh, Motown what I was to rap music. As it turns out, I didn't know this, but when she lived for Motown in the 1960s and here she is going to visitation, you know, can imagine what that was like. Um, And I'm at St. Louis U High wearing starter jackets in the early 1990s and they're they're all listening to the Grateful Dead and, you know, fish and going, what the fuck is this? Uh, Because it wasn't mainstream at the time. Um, and writing a whole thing about I'd like to become student council president because I'm concerned about the way minorities are treated at St. Louis U High. And people are like, that's a nice sentiment, but there's five of them here, so not really a great voting block you've tapped into. Mm-hmm. But that's how I felt sure. um, that I look back on on that particular discussion, and I thought it was pretty healthy. I don't remember that as being a rough one. I remember the same time that was around the Passon thing, but yeah. that wasn't the morning after the election. No, so I thought was, that was a pretty healthy conversation and it stood out i remember being more i as weird as it is i was more concerned about eric greitens mm-hmm. uh because yeah. i'm just like trump is you can see what that is this guy is him except he's representing something different i don't know what holly was doing at the time those are the guys that from my standpoint are more dangerous because they're 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 the ones in right. you know that's the wolf in sheep's clothing thing and what they do more directly affects people and in- the state of Missouri. So I was like, that's the, th-. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I remember talking with guys, you know, who, very smart people who, like, there's no way Grinds wins. And this was in the primary. I'm like, that's the guy. I'm telling you, that's the guy. That's the guy. That's the guy. And I don't, I'm not like, I don't feel like vindication, but I do feel good about my reads on mm-hmm. politicians. And I'd, I don't know where someone could go, yeah, you were wrong. And I'd welcome that in the YouTube chat too. Yeah, you were wrong on that one. But yes, January 7th, it's not a regret. It just was a fucking awful show. Yeah. Because there wasn't like, there wasn't a conversation before the show where people were going, I don't think we should talk about it. And I go, no, we should talk about it. It's just like we did what we did. Yeah. Tim, are you there? Yep. All right. You good to go? Yep. All right. We're starting in a minute. And then we go. That's the same thing. Anytime I'm not in studio or Doug's not in studio, that's the way that it works. 
But I, I, what I didn't read right, or I guess any of us, but I'll you know take the lead on it, is the anger from the audience. But maybe the audience wouldn't have been as angry if things that were said by whomever, I guess Doug's was, you know, the one that I suppose got the most attention, but there were plenty of people who thought like Doug thought. And that's the thing that I just, any time it came to that, and obviously we haven't had these conversations now for three plus years about how come you let him talk like that? I'm like, well, it's not, he's a, he's a grown man. He's 20 years older than me and I respect him. And just because, you know, he's not personally, he's espousing his opinions. I disagree with him. But I respect him, and so I'm not going to shout him down. No. I just, I, I, I never, I never got that. I, I, I just, I don't, I never, I don't like. Why was it my responsibility? And then if I espouse something that would be either perceived as anti-Trump or anti-conservative, uh, and, and then if Doug started shouting at me, yeah. I'd be like, "Hey, man, fuck off!" Right. You know, right. it's just not the way we treat each other. Right. So that was always a weird thing to me. But whatever. Anyway, uh, let's see. Tim, would you rather see Goldie win another MVP or Tiger slip on another green jacket? Insta call. Tiger green jacket. Oh, you're going in the tank. It's not even a sweat for me. Yeah, I'm probably the same way. Yeah. 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 God. Wow. I'm, su- I'm surprised you're in the tank on this. I know we're in the minority in St. Louis. Obviously don't care, but uh, yeah, that's where I am on it. Yeah. Question for you. Yeah, sure. I'm taking them. What do you think about Tiger's new brand? Um, I don't mind it. It does look like Slazenger. It does, yeah. And the TW I'm surprised. Is iconic. That's what I'll miss. I don't the like these, like, guy, the thing where you get your initials and turn it into a logo thing. But he was, like, one of the first. He, no, he do. was the first. Yeah. But I just always kind of, I never really liked it. I you thought know. his was always the best. The TB12 one is like the, geez. Now, I, just, I mean, like, but I mean, like, even like a guy who, like, wins, like, the Honda Classic now has his name initials in a look. Uh, it's like, you know. But his was just so, like, I don't know. It's on the hat, it looked out. So I don't know. I just, I also think, like, when something new is introduced and then it's automatically killed on social yeah, media. It unless like it's, hat. like, one of the guys who's really active on social media and then, like, the guys who blow them will say how great it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, it's kind of boring to me. I don't think it's as bad as like the social media reaction to it, but it actually does look like the Slazenger yeah, logo. But you got I mean, how many people know what the fuck the Slazenger, which Not, hasn't been around for yeah, 20 years. Say, maybe back in the day, but uh, I like Tiger going with the sweater look uh, like he was at Riviera. Like he just looks, the, the sweater over the golf pole was a good look. I like that a lot. Uh, I'm a huge quality of life guy. I'm ambitious, but in uh, act on a specific opportunity way rather than work my ass off every day way. Just not worth the cost to me. I'm not sure what Mike Frisell is talking about there. Do we talk about something like that? I just, I don't know what, but but, I, um, and then he says exactly the air dot. So that's, that's in reference to the golf thing. Alan Dadeville says he's going to be on the Pope's bag. Well then fuck you, brother. I hope Alan David plays in the Fan Page Club Championship. Didn't he win it last year? No, that was Dogtown Time. And I get him and Flip Wilson and Dogtown Time. You get all of them mixed up, yeah. Alan Dave, I love Alan David. He's great people. And I uh, hope he plays. Love the Pope. He was great, he was great to play with. This weather is lending, and the fact that my two-year-old, I was yeah. up there last night right. again, and now he's figured, I don't want to say figured out, but now he's putting. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's uh, If he likes hitting balls, let me see. Here's right. That, here's that ball going So I'm cup. just like, okay, he's just going to like, you know, and then like two older people came up there and they're on the putting green. And I'm sure they're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and they had a Callaway rep up there, I guess, where they had a fitting. And and I, I just thought it was a guy who I hadn't met yet who was walking by. And he stops and he's just 
watching my two-year-old, you know, putting, and he goes, what's going on here? <laughs> I go, I, and I'm like, you know, sometimes I'm like, maybe I've met this person and I, you know, I feel badly. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I am a star. Right, right. Does that sound weird? Not if it's the truth. Thank you. Anyway, it turns out he was a Callaway rep who okay. was in town. Because then I heard one of the, the assistant pros go, I have, a, you know, I have a good flight. So he was in there for a fitting. And he goes, how old is this guy? And I go, he just turned two, three weeks ago. And he goes, he has really good form for putting. <laughs> I go, well, why wouldn't he? He's, yeah. he's turned two. I mean, fuck, if he doesn't have it by now. But because all he wants to do is go to the golf course, what that is a lot, and this weather, what it's allowing me to do is he just entertains himself in, in putts, <laughs> of course. Right. The six-year-old now just sits there and watches my phone. My wife's in heaven because she has time. Yeah. And I'm up, and I'm happy because I'm at the golf course. Seems like a win-win. And so then all I do is I just I take a few balls and I'm just chipping constantly yep. because the the six-year-old's watching my phone. He's happy. Sometimes he hits balls. The the two-year-old's putting and I'm chipping and I'm like I might wind up because of this weather really improving. That's where I'm going to improve is the up and downs. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's what you need to get back is the touch. And that's the, and, and and usually I'm 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 a three handicap right now and I go out and I just lose my ass at this time of year right? because I'm not playing like a three I'm more like God only knows what I don't know eight or nine if that and and then my handicap goes way up but I'm like this might be an optimal situation because score posting doesn't start till March 1st and I might get in a spot where I'm ahead of it as anybody else who plays in St. Louis because the weather is so temperate yeah. but because I've got a two year old who wants to go to the golf course at all time you know, I'm chipping and putting way more than I normally would. And I love it. I mean, it's, I, I, God, and my favorite thing in the world is going up there. And the fact that he loves it, you know, while it might be weird and maybe in a year he's not even doing it, it's the greatest, you know? That's awesome. But the byproduct for me, golf-wise, is I'm chipping a bunch. Whereas I can't imagine in St. Louis anyway, I chipped a golf ball in January, February, maybe even March, mm. you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's a it's a weird set of circumstances. So anyway, the Pope, you're on notice. Uh, I'll have to go back and listen to that January seventh show, or maybe I don't want to. I wasn't listening back then. What was the audience mad about? Um, type in January sixth, twenty twenty one, in a search engine, and then you'll have your answer. But specifically, uh, some people were mad at you know people who I guess they thought were on the left, and some people were mad who I guess they thought were on the right. Um, I think the thing that Doug said that really set people off, if memory serves, but again, this wasn't the only thing, was that he thought it was members of Antifa who were dressed up and that they were acting to then make it look like right. the Trump people were storming the Capitol. Yeah. I think he presented that as right. like, like a real possibility. But that wasn't were... like at the outset. That was like, I think. I mean, yeah, again, was, we were you know, deep if you pull the audio and I'm wrong, sorry, I don't remember the exact minutes, but I don't think that's like where it came out of the no. gate. Either way, like the anger. And then I was just thrown off. It's like, it is honestly like in the way it's like the first balloon party hmm. where, you know, I'm thinking one thing and then it gets going and then I'm like, holy shit. And, on, and just used to do a hosting shows with the text inbox open like all the time. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this? You know, it just th- it, th- it threw me off. And then I'm not there to like, quote unquote, run it. And it just was a fucking mess. Yeah. You know, I take responsibility for it more than anybody. It's my responsibility. Yeah. Um, but it's not my responsibility part. to censor people. Right. 
Exactly. You know, especially when they're just giving their now, opinion. If they're giving facts, and those are facts. And passing them right. right. So one time I can recall in the 2016 election cycle, Doug said something along the lines of, "Well, I mean, Hillary Clinton was wearing an earpiece to get her answers during the debate." And I go, "What?" And he goes, "Well, I mean, yeah, it's everywhere." And I go, "Everywhere." I'm so I said, "I I haven't seen that." I'm like, "That's a," yeah. you know, and. And he go and I go where just like one place you know so I can read this and I really you know was, was and he goes like right here what, I can't even think of the name of that website In- Infowars and I go oh <laughs> I go shit you know I go well that isn't necessarily yeah the tightest of, of sources right but again you don't if you respect somebody like you know you're not gonna I mean I, I'm not I mean I just I, it's just not and I'm not putting myself on a moral high ground. It's just not how, like I'm like like when I'm in my parent like when I'm we stayed out at my parents' place on, on vacation, and holy shit, like that's the only time I really like full like oh I would be back when Chris Wallace was doing Fox News Sunday morning. I watched Meet the Press and then Fox News Sunday morning. Back when I was paying attention to politics, January seventh was the end of that. Not January seventh, kind of when it became like that wasn't real, and yeah, now we're right. back on board again. I'm like okay, that'll wrap her up. <laughs> that's what, so probably like March of 2021. But anyway, we'll be down there, and that's what my dad will have on, and it's on all day. And I go, oh, my God, it's so obvious what they're doing to, like, rile up old white people. It's not even about policy. It's just about, like, the people with color in their skin are coming. That's essentially the whole today's broadcast, (laughs) and Joe Biden's a fucking moron. You know, that's that's essentially – that's it. And I get it, and and hey, obviously it works. but I don't go, turn this shit off, right. <laughs> you know, right. or to my kids, get out of here. You're not watching this. I just go, okay. I, you know, for the most part, I want to spend the time there with my parents. And so I'll have a conversation and it's on and it's whatever. But if I'm in a spot where I'm like, okay, that's all that's on and we're not really talking, I just I just get up and I, I you know, just like if they were sitting there and I had Rachel Maddow espousing a view, I'm like, I'm not really interested in, you know. Extremist. You know, and, and, and not that Don Lemon was considered like that much of a, an opinion shaper as like a Tucker Carlson or a Sean Hannity or a Rachel Maddow for that matter. But God, if that guy popped up, like, and if I had control of the remote and he popped up, oh, fuck. You know, I'm just like, oh, like this guy who's like an entertainment reporter is now like the voice of, oh, God, what a fucking industry. <laughs> really does make me mad, man. It really does. Because it's one thing if it's like, okay, it's Orlowski and Stephen A. Smith playing characters. But when you're doing this and it's like, oh, my God. It really does. That's that's what I'm most passionate about right now. Uh, Tim, why do you hate Paul Goldschmidt? Yeah, I mean, I would love for him to do it because that means the Cardinals had a great year. But Tiger winning the Masters. Yeah. You know. After even I like it with everything since even this 2019 win. Uh, Goldie MVP or U.S. wins next two Ryder Cups in Europe, no doubt about it. Uh, U.S. wins next two Ryder Cups in Europe. Easy. Do you agree with that? Hmm. Wow. That one puts me in a test more than Tiger. Huh. Interesting. Uh, I mean, winning in Europe is so Like, if you say Cardinals World Championship or, you see what I'm saying? Like, Goldie MVP, I don't really give a shit. That's kind of what I'm also thinking in the realm of, like, if Goldie wins the MVP, that means the Cardinals are doing well. Right. But that doesn't mean guarantee anything. Yeah, I mean, we saw 2022. And again, that goes back to my issue with the fucking format. If if he wins MVP, they probably are How about this? Change post-Major League Baseball postseason format back to rewarding the regular season or Tiger wins uh, another Masters. That would put me to the test. Yeah, that, you, you. 
you that would put that it, would put me to the test. I'm still going Tiger. Get, putting on the green jacket. The U.S. wins. Yeah, I'd probably go with that because winning in Europe is so damn hard. Uh, Alan Dadeville says I'm not on Facebook. I'm ineligible, but also happier for it. Well, good for Alan. Yeah, I tip my uh, cap. Uh, I just clicked to join, and the first thing I hear is Tim saying, "Fuck you, brother." That's from D Bear, hey, the D-Bear. great D Bear. Hey D Bear, great gift for. I see him. Well, it was at Kirkwood, uh, the ice rink, and I guess I was leaving there after my son had a skate, and he was like, well, like we just ran a half marathon. Oh wow! And I'm like, yeah, I just beat off twice, you know. <laughs> I mean, how about this guy? Uh, God bless him. That D-Bear is one of the finest people. He's, like, designed so many. He might have designed this thing over my shoulder. I know, like, one one thousandth of the people that listen to this know what I'm talking about. The TMA logo. Mm. It definitely got a redesign once we came over here, like a slight redesign. It did. Yeah. I really like the look of the, t- the I think, TMA I think Gangster Pete is the one yeah. who is the... Uh, yeah, and it was, a, it was based on Ozark, if I'm not... That's correct. Yeah. God, it's a gorgeous logo. All right, I got a hard out. I got to go pick up dry cleaning, get to the school, and then have the brown liquor. Yeah, dry cleaning, never, never, some, uh, uh, some I've never really done. I would always go with my mom when she pick up my dad's dry cleaning. I have never got some dry cleaning. Cletus is texting me. That's always interesting. Space is a plenty. Uh, oh wow, he's and this is in reference to the show. Perfect. This is like the squirrel in the water skis. Perfect way to end the newscast. <laughs> I don't know how to text to the show. <laughs> Same way you're texting Tim. Your greatest regret has to be the time you had a chance to kiss me after we won that match. <laughs> it was even during a low herpes outbreak month. Outstanding. <laughs> so wonderful. Cletus was my, my uh, like, two-man partner. Yeah. And I th- we did win a match. Oh, he got in a fight with a guy. Oh, Lord. But it wasn't like, like he irritated the guy. Because, like, he gave him a ruling. Like, I think it was, like, unplayable. What are they? Like, when they spray paint an area, like, it's unplayable. So it's, like, normally playable. Yeah. And, like, Cletus was giving him a ruling. And then we were finishing off the match. And they could have eliminated. They should have eliminated. Like, we were down, like, three to to play, I Mm -hmm. think is what it was. Mm. There's a point to the story. I'm not reliving a golf match (laughs) for, you know, a bunch of double-digit handicaps fucking around at night. Uh, But... The final hole, now we're one down because the guy missed a short putt. It's a two-man match. And part of me is just like, and I think, yeah, Jameson was, you know, like an infant. Mm-hmm. And I'm out here, and it's 8.15, and we're still playing. I'm just like, i got to get home. I hope the guy, I hope he lose the match. I mean, I don't, I'd like to win a match in a vacuum, but it's time to go, and we're not playing for anything. Like $200 in shop credit, who the fuck cares? It's the first round. Anyway, uh and and the guy misses the putt. His partner's beside himself. He might have thrown his club. So it's a whole fucking thing. And this is on 17. Cletus, had, the guy goes, if you come any closer to me, I'm going to hit you. That was on 13. So this is now like 90 minutes old. Now we're on 18. It's You can barely see the ball when you tee off. Yeah. And, you know, one of us is in the fairway, you know, and it's, it's best ball format. It's not a scramble. So whoever gets the lowest scores, what that means. And... And then the, you know, the Banny Rooster guy pushes his shot, can't find his ball. Been We've been looking for a while. Yeah, you know the old yeah, 18th I do. hole. And and Cletus calls clock on him. Oh God! <laughs> oh my God! Balls of steel on that Cletus Watson. Balls of steel. They could oh, be looking for an hour. I wouldn't call. My God! That's incredible. And I'm just like. What do I? I mean, I'm I'm like 40. Do I fake a heart attack? Like, what do I like? What do I do to get Grab out of here? And run to oh the my god! Line. And he like, like like Cletus comes over. And he goes, man. He goes, 
And he had, I mean, it had been like 10 minutes. I mean, by definition, it absolutely was a lost ball, yeah. but it's not OB. It is a lost ball. And then we're going to, then we're going to win that hole. So now we got a playoff, but it's too dark. You can't be playing. Yeah. So then he goes, I mean, that's a lost ball. I mean, that's, he's got to, you know, we win the hole and that means we got to keep playing. I'm going, oh fuck. I'm like, I was already uncomfortable on 13. Now we're in the dark on 18. And so then the pro shop has to make a rule, and the pro shop rules that we win the hole, so now we got to keep playing. And, and it kept going. So then we come back like a couple days later. We have one, we have two, we have three, and Jesus. I think we won the match when I, I hold out from the bunker on four. Wow. And, you know, I mean, again, I don't know. When it's one-on-one... And, I, and there's no pops. Yeah. I love that. Right. And because usually I'm the one, I'm play, I'm like the shitty guy. Yeah. You know, I'm like the 16 in the flight. Mm-hmm. And that's, and it's, it frees you up because nobody oh, expects yeah. you to win. You just don't want to like lose on 10 and be yeah. Stephen Ames to Tiger Woods. You're that's Dickinson. the best. No, it's the best. 100%. That's the best. But the two man thing, it's fun, but I don't really know what we're playing for. And there are pops. So it's kind of, yeah, you know, I mean, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I like, I just like competition. But oh my God, in that spot where people were, you know, so yes, that is why I didn't make out with you. Yeah. Didn't he also then like ask to take a picture and? Talk? Yes, and there is a picture. Like I think if you type my name in a search engine, I think one of the images is Cleo's trying to kiss me. <laughs> so great for my family. Caesar <laughs> should use that in the next article. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I gotta go. It's it's Brown Liquor Friday. I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. Sounds like Jackson's gonna have a big weekend. Yeah. Uh, thank you to everybody who listens to the podcast. Thank you to our sponsors for sponsoring the podcast. Longo Big Studio sponsor, James Carlton, carltoninsurance.net. Seth Goldcamp, Design Air Heating and Cooling. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And, uh, God, I just breeze through them. Who'd I leave out? Longo Big Mungan Studios. Ass, yeah, Munganass, St. Louis Acura, Munganass, Burkhardt, Alton, Toyota. Design Air, Mark Hanna, James Carlton. Yeah. Got them. Long go bigs. Yeah, I think I've. Anyway, God bless all the uh, listeners of the podcast. We love doing it. Uh, it's uh, time to go. Have a wonderful weekend for Jackson Burkett. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan Show podcast.